Hello everybody and welcome to Mafufu Speaks. You know, it's December so these episodes will be like coming at random intervals. Um, but then today we'll be discussing the, you know, legal remedies if you are cyber bullied or, or harassed, which I also feel it ties in with the last two episodes, you know. So today we'll be discussing the legal solutions to cyber bullying and harassment, whatever I won't, um, uh, separate or differentiate the different types of, of harassment because the same, uh, act, um, applies basically for, for like, for like, um, the above, you know, so Responses in South Africa to both cyberbullying and, you know, sexting, you know, are fragmented and rely on various pieces of legislation, common law definitions of criminal offenses, and civil law remedies in cases. Generally, the undesirable acts contravened contravene the relevant uh, provisions of existing criminal law legislation, uh, fit common law or statutory crimes definitions, or they meet the requirement of civil law remedies, right? So internationally, um, I think the situation is also, you know, a bit a bit similar because there is little case law that provides any uh, new precedent um, and countries and states are tending to feel their way forward consciously when it comes to, you know, cyberbullying, you know, sexting, and just any form of harassment that tends to happen online where people are hiding behind their screens. You know, South Africa does not have specific legislation dealing with cyberbullying, which would usually, you know, fall under the definition of, of harassment. So the victim of cyberbullying therefore have to rely on the remedies that are offered by the criminal law or civil law. And the legal consequences and remedies that are going to be uh, listed below, like I'm just going to list like a, a few of them and not really get into like uh, detailed discussions about them unless there's a need and I just do another podcast where then I just uh, I talk about them in details um are applicable in detail are applicable to all predators um of you know uh of cyberbullying uh of all ages you know and they're also available to victims of cyberbullying you know like i said irrespective of the age of the predator or the victim so depending on the nature of the act of uh, cyberbullying the perpetrator may be criminally charged with the ch- criminally charged with the with the following um criminal offenses criminal urea, assault criminal defamation extor- extortion uh or harassment you know well, South African law, um, or well, South African law that then applies or is applicable or is applied uh, to cyberbullying and harassment, it's the Protection from Harassment Act and the Telecommunication like Act, just to name a few. But then I'm thinking, let's just discuss briefly the Protection from Sexual Harassment Act. In terms of the Protection from Sexual from harassment, not sexual harassment, from the Protection from Harassment Act. So it's not only limited to sexual harassment, but any form of harassment. Um, uh, the, the, in terms of that act, you know, someone who has been bullied can ask the court for an interim protection order, which will be granted as long as the court is satisfied that the respondent has harassed or is harassing the applicant and that harm has or may be caused. So the harm need not have occurred already, but then the threat of harm, 
you know the interim order can be granted without the knowledge of the respondent this is to 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 make sure that the the point of getting the the protection order is not undermined and children under the age of 18 can approach the court without their parents' knowledge, you know. Um, this is so, let's just say maybe as a, as a family member who's uh, perpetrating the harassment, and then maybe the, if you go to, or you've mentioned it to a family, to, to your parents or about it, and they're like, no, we'll talk to them, it's a, it's a family member, but then they talk to that person, and the person is so persistent, and they persist, and they continue with the act. Then you can, you don't need their consent, your parents. You can just directly go to, 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 to the magistrate's court, and then, you know, Get it done. So in order to track down offenders who bully behind, for example, the cyber walls, the act stipulates that electronic service providers can be forced to hand over the name, surname, identity number, address of the person to whom the IP address, email or telephone number belongs to. So you can't hide behind a Twitter username or a Twitter handle, an Instagram handle, a fake name on Facebook, a fake email account, a fake cell phone number or a cell phone number um, which the person you're harassing uh, or bullying does not have because then the, the your service provider, be it Vodacom, Celsi, MTN or Telcom, can be approached by the court or by the police once the process is underway to actually provide the court with your details so that they can know who exactly is behind the cyberbullying and the harassment. So there's no hiding. The order will be made final if the respondent fails to appear in court or the court finds on a balance that the respondent was or is harassing the applicant. As soon as the order is made final, the applicant will also receive a warrant of arrest that can be handed to the police if the bully fails to abide with the order. So any person who contra contravenes the order can therefore be jailed for, for I think, for, for five years, for, for as long as five years. And in addition to that, if the the your service, the service provider the electronic communications uh, service provider or their staff fail to hand over the information they can be fined 10000 rands while the staff can be jailed for 6 months well you know there's this thing with acts whereby people are always like okay fine in south africa we have great laws on paper great laws but then the implementation you know the practically does it work does it not work because then now with People who then uh, use your Facebook to, to bully you. And you find that uh, Facebook, WhatsApp, your Twitter, you know, it's not within the, the jurisdiction of South Africa. Then what, what then? What happens then? Well, all is not lost because as we saw with the Oscar Pistorius case where um, the prosecution contacted the FBI for them to assist them in getting Apple to give, give them access to a reverse WhatsApp um, account or a reverse phone and WhatsApp so they can retrieve um, WhatsApp conversations between her and Oscar to use in the trial. That happened, you know. So the, the, the FBI was able to assist and the prosecution got their hands on those texts and they were able to use them in the trial to help their case. So with that, the unfortunate part is that it might be a long, pricey, maybe process if you're just a lay person who has a stalker and you can't necessarily, you know, afford to take it all the way there. But then 
it is there, there is a way of actually getting that information when a person uses a platform such as Facebook or WhatsApp that does not necessarily fall within the jurisdiction of 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 S of, of of SA. So now to close this podcast off, we are going to have a fun uh, Q and Q and A. You know, because I'm just one of those people where I like to, I like to discuss the theory, but then the application part, the practical part, then the how. You know, how does the, okay, that's what the law says or that's what the act says. But then, then the how, how do I go about, you know, um, getting the, the, the remedies uh, and, you know, getting the assistance, which when I was discussing the protection uh, from harassment act, I did touch on it a bit. But then here yeah, it's just in in a way of a and a or like which like questions that people would ask and then how they would they would be answered and also what i will do before i jump into the q and a is that i'll put up links you know so you can go to some of the the sources that i use when i was preparing for this podcast and some of the stuff i use like um my university university textbooks so maybe i'll just write down the full citation of of the textbooks in the link as well but then i doubt you guys would want to go all the way there but then for copyright purposes i will i will put it i will put it there so that you know um you know referencing whatever you know where i got the information if you guys want to look it up for for yourselves so let's start with the q and a so first question what can a person do if he or she is being harassed. First answer. If a person, the complainant, believes that he or she is being harassed by someone, the respondent, may apply for a protection order in the magistrate's court, the court. If the complainant is a child, he or she can apply for the protection order on his own or her own, and does not have to be assisted by a parent, as discussed earlier. You know, where sometimes you find that your parents are not in a position where they can fully assist you in getting this issue resolved, right? It is also possible for a person to make an application for a protection order on behalf of a complainant. So let's just say I've noticed that a minor child, example one, is being harassed, you know. Um, I as a third party can can you know can you know do an application for a protection order on their behalf so what this means is that any person who has an interest in the well-being and safety of the complainant can make the application if the complainant is older than 18 however written consent is required from the complainant to make this application on their behalf so if my friend is being harassed, you know, and she doesn't want to go through the process or do it herself. If she gives me written consent or he gives me written consent, because it could also be a guy, then I can, you know, start the process and uh, make the application at the court on their behalf, but with their written consent. It is not a requirement for the complainant to be in this, to be in like some sort of a relationship with the respondent. This means that the respondent can be anyone. For example, a stranger, a colleague, you know, a friend, you know. So it does not mean that you need to actually know Ugutu Umika, you know, as the one, you know. It can be anyone and then there are means that... um. Like as discussed earlier, that the the court has has the act speaks about whereby then the true identity of the person can can be can can be can be ascertained, right? Second question, 
how can a person apply for a protection order? Okay, so it's all good and well. Okay, fine. I just get a protection order. But how? You know, the how part of it all. A complainant can apply with the clerk of the court in the area where the complainant or respondent lives, works, or where the harassment took place, jurisdiction. So you can apply for a court that has jurisdiction, and how do we then ascertain jurisdiction? Then it has to be where, where the complainant or respondent uh, lives on work, live, lives or work, or where the harassment took place. Then we have jurisdiction, and then that magistrate court has jurisdiction to actually handle the application, and the clerk will help the complainant to complete the application for a protection order together with a written affidavit, which will be given to the court for consideration. A complainant can also lay a criminal charge against a respondent at the police station in the event of an assault, trespassing, you know, and, and so on. What happens, last question, what happens if a person does not know who is uh, harassing him or her? This also ties in to what uh, we discussed earlier, uh, the provision that's found in the Act about, you know, contacting the service provider. So here, what is the answer? The police may carry out an investigation to find out the name, address, or any other relevant information of the unknown respondent. So here, the example that can be given is that, let's just say I suspect that my colleague, you know, is the one that's, you know, harassing me because of the nature of harassment. You, you could see what uh, the person doing is, this must be, you know, someone that I probably probably work with, you know. Then the, the police can then um, contact my, 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 my employer and then request the information uh, regard, uh, from my employer to then investigate and ascertain which employee you know, request information regarding like the employees to, to ascertain and find out which employee is actually the one harassing me, you know. And lastly, any person who does not provide the police with the required information is guilty of a criminal offense and will be liable to a fine or imprisonment of up to six months. Earlier, we were talking about the staff um that work for the service provider and the 10,000 rands that the, the service provider would be liable for. But then here, even if it's like uh, an employer-employee relationship where my employer then refuses to provide this, the police with the relevant information, then they can be fined and then maybe the, the, my, my, my employer is in the company and then the individual who then maybe refuse, can they, then they can be imprisoned for, 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 up, to, for, up, to three, for up to six months. So yeah, guys, um, that's that's it for this episode. I know I've said quite a mouthful, but like I said, I'll put, you know, uh, links and stuff in the description box. And then also, you know, I'll, you know, try to enjoy my December and still keep this podcast coming. And I know, like, maybe with this episode, there might be, like, some background noise, like, it's just, it's just that hectic that I can't necessarily get, like, any space more quieter than this you know so i just realized that if i were to wait for like a time or a day where i'll have absolute silence these episodes might not come you know so i hope you enjoyed this episode please like share subscribe you know comments everything welcomed um you know i really enjoy hearing enjoy hearing from you guys and i hope you enjoyed the 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 the, the podcast so yeah until you know the next episode laters